Welcome to Refresh Bible Study. We'll get started after this video. Hello and welcome to Refresh. Hope you guys are doing great today uh, on this Wednesday, our last Wednesday of 2020. Uh, I am looking forward to teaching you in Word tonight. Before we get started, let's get a couple of announcements out of the way, a couple of things out of the way. Let's go ahead and like and share. Tag a partner. Tonight's word is going to be about honor. And I mean, it's going to be one of those words that probably cut a little bit, but it's going to help us to be able to walk into 2021, which is the year of release. Because what you'll find out tonight is that there will be no release for those who operate in the spirit of dishonor. So tonight's word is going to be essential for us to enjoy the release that's there that has been made available for us in 2021. 
And so if you don't see partners on here, go ahead and tag them, tag friends, tag tag your cousins and everybody else. But while we do that, let's go ahead and real quick put up our services. As you can see in the intro, you guys already saw our services. We have 9.30 on Sunday mornings. We have worship with Pastor Chris uh, on Christian Valley Worship on her Facebook page, but you'll also be able to see it on the FOC NWA page via Facebook. At 10 a.m. following worship, we have Sunday celebration uh, each Sunday. Then on Monday, we have Monday Mindset with Pastor Shun on her professional Facebook page, Shun Strickland. And then on Tuesdays, we have prayer back here on the FOC NWA page via Facebook at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then on Wednesdays, of course, we have Refresh Bible Studies. But don't forget about your children because we have Ignite uh, on Thursdays for our teens. And also we have Victory Zone videos that are uh, recorded for our children pre-K through age uh, 12 for them via our website or our YouTube channel. So make sure that you are uh, getting tuned into that. All right. So uh, for the sake of time tonight, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and get started. Uh, also, other announcement, don't forget tomorrow night at 1130, Pastor Evan and Pastor Shum will be live on our Facebook page uh, for a New Year New Year's Eve celebration. So don't forget about that tomorrow night at uh, 11.30. Uh, don't forget about that. So I, I forgot about that announcement. All right. So you tagged, you share, you let me know where you're listening from. I see uh, people from Fulton, Arkansas. We got people from Alexander. We got people from Virginia. Uh, so it's looking good. So invite friends, but let, let's go. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you that the word that we hear tonight, God, that the Holy Spirit will show us where we are in the word and that the word will bring, uh, be able to make us grow up, God. I thank you that right now we'll be able to honor you and glorify you in this earth because of the word that we will hear. I thank you, God, that Everything that your Bible says, I am, Father. And I declare that everything that the word says to people that are listening, they are. That we believe you for who you say you are, Father. And we thank you and we pray that tonight, God, it'll be all of you, that you'll be glorified and you will draw men unto repentance and that you and the kingdom will be lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So tonight, we're going to be talking about honor and I'm going to, I had to repent. Uh, to the Lord, because as I was studying in this, I realized that I've been I was dishonoring God in <laughs> in several areas. Because a lot of times we 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 get so caught up into the big sins, as we call them, that that I didn't realize I was dishonoring God because I wasn't taking my time to teach things the way He desired for me to teach. I was letting time really be Lord. And to dictate to me how fast I did things. So tonight, I am going to take my time. Those who have to leave, they can leave. But those who will stay will be blessed by the word. And then if we need to continue next week, we'll do that. But I will not uh, dishonor God by rushing what he has to be done. Amen. So tonight, let's start in Matthew 13, verses uh, 54 through 58. Matthew 13, verses 54 through 58. And it says, and when he has come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue and so much that they were astonished and said, whence has this man, this wisdom and these mighty works? 
Is not this the carpenter son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then has this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save his own country and in his own house. And he did not many works there because of their unbelief. And we've read this scripture many times. I have. And we talked about how he couldn't do many works there because of their lack of faith. Or he couldn't do many works there because they did not take God serious. And so tonight, I want us to look at that scripture before. It said, a prophet is not without honor, saving his own country in his own house. Uh, and in verse, in an easy read version, it says this. So they had a problem accepting him, but Jesus said to them, People everywhere give honor to a prophet, but in his own town or in his own home, a prophet does not get any honor. Jesus did not do many miracles there because the people did not believe in him. And so tonight, as we talk about this, you're going to understand that Jesus couldn't do many works there because they lacked the ability to honor him. The belief that they didn't have was that he was valuable. The belief that he didn't have was that he was to be esteemed glorious. The, the thing that they didn't have was that they weren't gratefulness for the many miracles that God had, Jesus had performed because Jesus had just left Capernaum. They had heard about the miracles that he could perform. They had, they had heard about the, all the things that he could do. But the thing that kept them from receiving was the fact that they chose not to honor God. And because they chose not to honor God, they couldn't even exercise faith because your honor will precede your faith. You're not going to have faith in somebody that you don't see as valuable. You're not going to have faith in somebody that you don't render uh, glorious. You're not going to have faith in something that you don't consider to be grateful. You're not going to believe because so many times we choose to make the thing that God sent us familiar. And we'll get to that in a moment. And so the thing about honor is this, honor is perceived value. They didn't, they didn't perceive Jesus to be valuable. They was like, oh, this is just Mary's son. This is just Joseph's baby. Ain't he the siblings of Simon and Judas? They begin to minimize the works of Jesus. And because of that, they begin to operate in a spirit of dishonor, which gave, which caused Jesus to be enabled to release his power in the into their lives. It's not that Jesus didn't want to bless them. It was that the fact that they were operating in dishonor, which led to their inability to exercise faith that caused them to miss out on. The Bible says that Jesus couldn't do many miracles there. Why? Because the people did not believe in him. The people did not honor him. They made him casual. They made him familiar. And because of that, they missed out on the opportunity to be blessed by God. How many times have you missed out on the opportunity to be blessed because you made the man of God uh, uh, familiar? You made the woman of God familiar. You made the prophet familiar. You minimize the thing that God put into your life to bless you because you said, ain't that just Johnny's sister? Ain't that just Mary's baby? And because of their dishonor that God could not release. Uh, and, and so however we, 
Let's look at verse 57 and 58 a little closer. The people lacked honor. Their failure to see Jesus' value, position, his power, his mighty works. Because we're going to talk about when you begin to be grateful, it places you in a position to be honorable. It said, because they operate in dishonor, they were not able to receive. Say, I receive because I choose to honor. I receive because I choose to honor. I receive because I choose to honor. And so, like I said, I had to repent to God as I was even preparing to teach this because God was saying, why do you rush me? Why do you always try to do things? And what I realized was I was valuing time over being obedient to God. I was valuing what I thought other people may think over being obedient to God. And so what I had to realize is that if when I began to honor God, I began to make what he loves my priority. It was what Pastor Shun was talking about uh, last week when she says, Pastor Edwin loved the kitchen to be clean. And so she began to love what he loves. In other words, what Pastor Shun was really saying is, I began to honor Pastor Edwin. Because when you begin to love what other people love, really what you're doing is you're honoring who they are. You're valuing them for who they are. And because of that, then they're able to release the power that they have into their lives into our lives. Because when you begin to honor God, you will love what he loves. That's why disobedience is, is, is present in those who dishonor God. Disobedience is present in those who have little honor to God. Why? Because without honor, you're going to disobey. Why? Because you don't value what he values. You don't love what he loves. This, uh, this honor shuts down what God puts in people for you. Dishonor shuts down what God puts in people for you. Dishonor closes you off to what they have. Jesus had came to his hometown. He came to heal the sick. He came to deliver. He came to set free. He came to liberate. But what happened was their dishonor shut down the anointing. It shut down the power. It shut down what God had put into Jesus for them to receive. And so when I begin to operate in dishonor, it closes the door for the flowing of the spirit to operate into my life. That's why people can be in the most, sit under the most anointed people and never receive because they operate in the spirit of dishonor. It does, I mean, you, you could be sitting, whoever you think is the most anointed pastor, the most anointed apostle, the most anointed apostle, you could be sitting at their feet, listening to them and still not receive because you choose not to honor the man and woman of God. And same way that the people in Jesus' hometown didn't honor him and didn't receive would be the same way you can sit there and not receive because of your lack of honor. Jesus wanted to heal them, but their dishonor stopped the release of the anointing. It prevented Jesus from performing miracles. They did not perceive that Christ was worthy of honor. That's just Mary and Joseph's boy. And if you go over to Proverbs 18, it tells us that before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. When you fail to humble yourself, see, they weren't humble. They weren't seeing Jesus for who he was. They were beginning to look at him and see themselves like Jesus. Oh, that's just Mary's, but I mean, boy, that's just Joseph. They made Jesus familiar. 
in Proverbs 15 and 33, it says the fear of the Lord is in, is instruction and wisdom. Humility comes before honor. So if you want to know how you're going to become somebody who learns how to honor God, you want to know how you're going to become somebody who learns how to honor people, then you're going to have to become someone who's willing to humble themselves. You got to be somebody who's not prideful. You got to be somebody who's not putting their self before other people. You got to be somebody who the Bible says has a grateful heart because the only way that you can become humble is through gratefulness or through brokenness. And we'll talk about the two. A grateful heart leads to a humble heart. When a person realizes that everything that he is, his skills, his position, his opportunity, his relationships, his everything comes from the Lord, it creates this spirit of gratefulness. And I understand that everything that I am is based off God and not off myself. Everything that I have is based off God. It's not because I worked hard. It's not because of my tenacity. It's not because of my last name. It's because God has shown me favor. And this is the heart that positions us to honor God and to have faith so that God can release his power in our life. And so when I begin to honor God, his power can be released into my life. It says we have to realize that gratefulness, though, is a choice. I have to choose to be grateful because if I don't choose to be grateful, then I won't choose to have a humble heart. And what will happen is the other way that you will be humble is through brokenness. And so many people have chosen to fail to choose gratefulness to humble you is to choose brokenness. What do you mean, Ralph? To choose brokenness means that your proud heart will cause you to be humble. It'll cause you to have to fall. If we do not choose gratefulness, we choose brokenness by default. We have to stumble and fall and inflict significant collateral damage on our wives, our family, our business, our churches, and our communities. Why? Because God desires for you to have a humble heart. Why does he need you to be humble? So that you can honor him. Why do do you have to honor God? So that he can release the anointing the power, the dudamus that he has for you into your life so that you won't be like those people who were not able or Jesus wasn't able to do many miracles because of what? Their unbelief. Why? Because they chose not to honor them. So why, so don't, so you got to choose to be gratefulness because you don't want to be broken. You don't, the path of brokenness is littered, is shattered with hearts and busted dreams consequences of sin born of pride and selfishness right my and i was reading this article and i'm going to read directly from the article it says it says every sin comes pre-packaged with consequences none of us can avoid those pre-packaged consequences some of us just more visible in public i mean some are just more visible in public our sins and their consequences become like scars The pain may go away, but the memory of what we did, what we caused and who we hurt, what we take from other people, it lingers for a lifetime. And so what we have to begin to do is choose gratefulness so that we may operate in humility, so that honor, the spirit of honor may be present in our life so that we may receive what God has for our life, right? So we got to choose gratefulness so that we not brokenness. Why? Because when I begin to be pride, then I will be broken only so that I can understand that I need a savior so that I may understand that I need to be rescued so that I may understand that in and of myself, 
I have no ability to be sustained. I am not designed to carry the weight of glory. I am not designed to manifest the promise. I don't have the ability to infinitely think into the future. I don't. I am limited. I am finite in and of myself. So the brokenness isn't God trying to harm you. It is your the, the pre-packaged consequences of sin that are present into your life only to move you into a place of being humble so that you may honor God and understand what gratefulness really is. So you may understand that, God, I need you. God, I thank you. God, I bless you. I understand that everything that I have is only because you have loved me. Even while I was yet a sinner, you, you, you decided to die for me, God. I thank you for that. I am grateful for your grace, Father. I am grateful for your mercy. I honor you and I esteem you above all else. Why? Because that puts me in a position to know my place. Honor puts you in a position to know your place. You are not Lord. You are not Savior. That's Jesus. That's God. And when I honor him, he can release into me what I need. So declare this. I choose to be humble by being grateful. I choose to be humble by being grateful. I choose to be humble by being grateful, right? Because Jesus wasn't able to do many works. Let's go back to that. Why? Because of their pride. Why? Because of their arrogance. Why? Because they critiqued and minimized and it prevented their healing. It prevented their liberty. It prevented their, their freedom. It prevented their breakthrough. It prevented them from being delivered from debt. It prevented them from being delivered from, from depression. It prevented the flow of the, or the release of the spirit because they choose to be arrogant. They chose to critique. They chose, who is that? Jesus. I mean, who is Jesus? That's just Mary's baby. Who, who is Sean? Who is Edwin? They just from Fordyce and Conway. Who are they? That's why you can sit in the house and never receive because you don't honor the man and woman of God. That's why you can go to church and everybody else get healed and you not because you make the, you make the man and woman of God familiar. They brought Jesus down, a godly spiritual being, 100% God, they minimize that man to be just like them. Why? Because through minimization, it is dishonor and their dishonor caused the flow of the spirit to stop. And so in the year 2021, the year of release, it will be a year of release for those who choose to operate in a spirit of honor. Don't go into next year thinking that you will have release as long as you're dishonoring men, as you're dishonoring the kingdom, as long as you're dishonoring the man and woman of God of FOC or the house that you go to. See, a lot of you think that the man and woman of God, you are minimizing them. You're making them familiar. And we'll get to that. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We'll get to that in a minute, but you cannot make your man and woman of God familiar. You can't minimize them down to just another voice. Why? Because you got to understand who they have been called to be in your life. And when you understand that and when you're grateful for their calling, when you're grateful for their anointing, when you're grateful for the things that they've done for you, then it will cause you to honor them and everything that the prophet has will be released unto you. Never make the anointing familiar. You can sit at the feet of the most anointed person and not receive because of dishonor, the spirit of dishonor. You will observe others experience breakthrough 
just like the people in Capernaum, they had experienced breakthrough. They knew, they knew Jesus to be a healer. The Bible, if you read in verse 54, it says, and when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue. And so much that they were, they were, listen, they were astonished is what the word said. They asked themselves, who is this man with all this wisdom? Who is this man with all of these mighty works? And then in verse 55 is when they got familiar. Is he not the carpenter's son? Is he not Mary's baby? Is he not Joseph's son? Because they made him familiar, the anointing couldn't flow. So as a believer, I'm sorry, let's go to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 2 and 30. And I'm going to read out of God's words translation. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel declares, I certainly thought that your family and your father's family would always live in my presence. But now the Lord declares, I promise that I will honor those who honor me and those who despise me will be considered insignificant. In other words, another translation, it says those who those who despise me or those who don't honor me will be lightly esteemed. See, some of you are just you're in the body and because you're in the body, there are some things that you just get get to partake of because of God's goodness. There are some things that you get that are lightly esteemed. But baby, God says, I will honor those who honor me. So if you want the best that God has, you got to honor him. And when you begin to honor God, he will honor you. He will value you. He will see, he will render you glorious. Why? How can you declare that I'm glorious? Why? Because I am made in the image of God. Because I am made in the image of God, I am glorious just like God is glorious. But that glory is only exhibited when I begin to honor God. Why? Because in honoring God, I exhibit his character, I exhibit his attributes, and I exhibit his way of thinking. Therefore, the glory is manifested in this earth, and therefore I honor God. Or in other words, I please God, and then he is pleased by me, and he honors my faith. And my faith always brings me the answer that I need. It says, uh, as a believer, we dishonor God in our actions. See, a lot of us, we dishonor God in our actions. We're disobedient. We dishonor God in our thinking. And we dishonor God in our speech. We dishonor God in our attitude. We murmur and we complain. And we dishonor God by being lukewarm. Because being lukewarm is dishonorable to God, right? Being lukewarm, being wishy-washy is dishonorable to God because when I honor God, I love what God loves. When I honor God, I, I, I embrace what God embraces. When I honor God, I hate what God hates. When I honor God, I obey him. Obedience is a sign of honor. That's why we got to hope. Okay, we'll go there. I mean, think about it. That's why it's important in family to honor your parents and to teach your kids how to be honorable. Because in teaching your kids how to honor, it teaches them the essence of why you obey me. It teaches them the essence of honoring the position of a parent. It, and that's why, I mean, and we'll talk about how this honor, this honor can be passed on to generations, right? 
in a family model, we need to be teaching our children to honor. It's not this whole thing. You honor them. You honor your elderly. You honor the men and women of God. You honor the people in position. Even if you don't like them, you honor the position. I don't get to choose who I want to honor. The word tells me who to honor. I don't get to choose not to honor them because I don't feel like they're qualified. I don't get to choose to dishonor them because I don't feel like they know enough. I don't get to choose to dishonor them because I don't think they're intelligent. I don't get to choose to dishonor them because they're white. I don't get to choose to dishonor them because they're black. I don't get to choose to dishonor them because I, they think a different way than I think. I don't get to choose to dishonor them. Why? Because if God told me to honor him and to honor man, it's not a choice I get to make. And so many times in society, we have made honor this thing. We have made honor optional. But baby, honor is not optional in the kingdom. God calls us to honor him and God calls us to honor each other. So how do you know you, you operate in a spirit of dishonor? You don't fully commit. You, you're lukewarm. You don't do what he asks you to. You're disobedient. You complain and you murmur. Those are all signs of dishonor. You refuse to renew your mind. You refuse to accept leadership and authority because you feel like they shouldn't be in a position. That's dishonor. Your perception is not the thermostat for the kingdom. It doesn't matter if you think that the man or woman of God should be in that pace. If God called them, that's all that matters. Your perception is not the thermostat for the kingdom. You don't get to determine who goes where and does what. You don't get to determine who does goes where and does what. Therefore, who don't get you don't get to choose who you honor. The kingdom tells you who to honor, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, who does he tell us to honor? If you go over there in the Deuteronomy and Mark, it tells you to honor your parents. If you go to Leviticus, it tells us to honor the elderly. If you go over to 1 Peter 2, 17 through 19, it tells us to honor rulers and everyone and your brothers. I'm actually going to read that one. I'm going to have to open my Bible. Hold on. Let me get to 1 Peter. I didn't, I didn't have that one copied. 1 Peter 2. Hang with me for a second. Yeah, you, you, I mean, this whole honor thing is not optional. 1 Peter 2, verses 17 through 19. 1 Peter 2, verses 17 through 19 says this Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. It says, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only be only to the good and the gentle, but also to the to the forward. But verse 17 sums it up. The first part, honor who? All men. So there's people you don't like. There's people that, that, that you don't care about, but it doesn't, their behavior doesn't get to dictate to whether you honor them or, what, or not. Honor is an inside job. Honor is all about your perception. Honor is about all about what you place value on. Honor is all about how you see things. It doesn't matter what they do. It's how I, be I begin to perceive that according to the word of God. Many times you're in positions that people who, who you think, hold on, let me read this. Uh, let me read it verbatim so I get it right. Many times you find yourself in positions uh, that people who you think are less qualified, less equipped, less polished are in authority over you because God cannot release you due to your pride. Let me let, let, let me rephrase that. A lot of times you find yourself being the servant to people that you feel like are less qualified. But see, baby, 
That's what I'm saying. Perception is not your perception, not the thermostat for the kingdom. God doesn't care about your degrees. God doesn't care about your knowledge. God doesn't care about your last name. God doesn't care about how well you can speak. If Lord, if he knew, if he cared about how well you can speak, I sure wouldn't be qualified, right? God doesn't care about those things. What God cares about is an humble heart. What God cares about is a man willing to honor him. What God cares about is obedience and faithfulness. What God cares about is gratefulness. And, and those are the things that God cares about. But because of your pride, you always find yourself submitting to other people where God is trying to grow you up. You find yourself contained because your pride causes you to be in a place where you can't grow out of. Why? Because freedom can't be released to you because you haven't chose to be grateful. Freedom can't be released to you. The, the, the place you want to go is existing, but you won't be released to go there until you understand what it means to honor. You're not honoring your boss. It doesn't matter if you got a master's and they got a high school diploma. God says, honor them. It doesn't matter if you got a doctorate and they don't. God says, honor them. It doesn't matter uh, what it is, God says, honor them. Men, honor your your wives. Wives, honor your husband. We uh, Children, honor your parents. It doesn't matter what we think. If God has called us to honor them, we don't make honor honoring them negotiable. Honor is not negotiable. Go ahead and make this. this I mean, you don't got to declare this, but you got to hear this. You will not receive from anyone you don't honor. You will not receive from anyone you honor. You don't honor. This honor shuts off the flow of power from them to me. So when, if I chose not to honor Pastor Edwin, if I chose not to honor Pastor Shannon, what I would do, I could sit in the house. I could serve in a capacity, but I will never be able to receive from the prophet. I will never be able to receive their gifts. Why? Because dishonor shuts off the flow of power. That's why when we go into next year, some people will be some people will receive release, some people will continue to harvest, and some people won't. Why? Because you dishonor. When he when, when Pastor Edwin asked us to to to, and I know this ain't the word to make you happy. It ain't the word to to, to tickle you, but it's gonna be the word to set you free. Because freedom isn't about how you feel, baby. Freedom is about who you know and who you honor. Freedom isn't about making you happy. Freedom is about knowing the word and what God has said concerning that word. Freedom is about walking in obedience to the word of God and honoring who he said honor. And so when you choose to honor the man and woman of God and you show up for uh, worship on Sunday, you show up for Sunday celebration, you show up for Mindset Monday, you show up for prayer, you show up for Bible study, I am honoring my man of God. Why? Because what he says, you cannot take as optional. And I'm talking to the FOC house, but if you go to if you go to church somewhere else, I'm telling you now, what your man of God tells you at, for your church isn't optional. And as long as they honor God, you honor them. Let me keep going because we'll, we'll get into that a little more. Let's go to Matthew 10. Let's go to Matthew 10, verses 41 through 42. The one who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person in the name of a righteous person shall receive a righteous person's reward. All right. As believers, we may not always agree with the person, but we still have to honor the position. 
Listen, I've been I've been rocking with Pastor Elvin and Pastor Sean going on 21 years. August, August of 2021 will be a full 21 years. I've been rocking with them, right? And the thing that I and I, I and I can sit here and say I haven't always agreed with everything that they have said. And here's the thing: they probably didn't even know that I didn't agree. Why? Because honor covers. Honor doesn't go in uh talking trash. I wasn't murmuring, complaining. I wasn't going to other people. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. Some of y'all church folks that gossip. Some of y'all people who, who go about, about talking about your men of God, talking about the men and women of God on TV. It doesn't matter your opinion to them. You, you still honor God. You honor all men. That's what First Peter 2 tells us, right? And so you got to honor the position. And as believers, we may not always agree with the person, but we still have to honor the position. Listen, you may not agree with the politicians. You may not agree with the governor. You may not agree with those people, but we have been called to honor those positions, right? So you got to honor. And here's the thing. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. So when I receive my man and woman of God, when I see the receive the apostle, when I see the evangelist, when I see the minister, or when I receive the word of God that some God sent another righteous man to, to say into my life, right? When I receive and honor them, then I can receive the reward or I can receive the benefit or I can receive the release of the thing that they have for my life. But if I chose not to honor them, then I don't get that reward. That's what the word says. The one who receives a prophet, the one who honors a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. Romans 13 and seven, it says, give everyone what you owe them. If you owe them any kind of tax, then pay it. Show respect to those you should respect and show honor to those you should show honor. Once again, it isn't optional to be honorable. When you make honor optional, optional, you you make the release optional. What does the Bible says? Jesus was able to do what? Little work, perform few miracles there. Why? Because of their unbelief. Why did they not believe? Because they didn't honor. Who do you honor? That's the question. Because whoever you honor, that's who you receive from. Because if you honor yourself, that you're going to have to receive from yourself. And what I tell you about yourself, yourself is finite. Yourself is, is enabled to comprehend the, the things of God in my own mind. Your soul, if you honor your soul, your own way of thinking, your own way of doing things, your own imagination, your own intellect, your own, your own emotions. If you honor yourself, if you value your own self, then you got to receive from yourself. And that's why you find yourself always lacking because in yourself is an inability to produce abundance. In yourself is an inability to produce more than enough. In yourself is an inability to produce the abundant life. The Bible says that he came, who is he, Jesus, so that I may have life. And how do I have that life? More abundantly, right? And so the way that the enemy steals, the way that the enemy kills, and the way that the enemy destroys, he gets you to become offended with the man and woman of God. He gets you to become offended with God. He gets you to come up, become offended with the prophet, offended with the apostle, offended with your brother, because if he can get you offended, if he can get you to dishonor, he can steal the release. He can steal the power. He can kidnap your things and take them from you because you chose to dishonor God. 
Now, I can't see no hearts, but I think you should be hard in that. I think you should be saying amen to that. Once again, it's not something that makes you feel good, but we're talking about growing up. We're talking about coming back to God. We're talking about being mature. We're talking about manifesting the, the fruit of the spirit. We're talking about exhibiting love. We're talking about coming out of flesh. We're talking about crucifying those things. We're talking about pruning. We're talking about being connected to the vine. That's what we're talking about. When you walk in the spirit of honor, you will be you are able to eat the fish and spit out the bones. Dishonor throws out the whole person. When you walk in honor, you're able to eat the fish and throw out the bones instead of call. But dishonor throws out the whole person. Dishonor says, let it all go. Dishonor says, throw them away. Dishonor says, toss the baby out with the bath water. But when you operate in a spirit of honor, you have the ability to eat the meat and spit out the bones. You have the ability to not minimize people. You have the ability to not critique people. As Michelle Obama says, when they go low, what we go high, right? The Bible says it like this, turn the other cheek. The Bible says, have patience. The Bible says, exhibit love. The Bible says, forgive. That's how the Bible says what? Those are all ways that we show honor to God. But be careful of dishonor because why? God is listening. Don't think that the words you murmur about God's chosen go without notice. Don't, as you go into this year, and who are God's chosen? We are all God's chosen, right? So let's talk about numbers. And, and uh, let's talk about numbers. Numbers 12. In Numbers 12, you'll find the story of Miriam and Aaron and Moses, right? In this story, y'all know the story of Moses. Moses was called to, to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. And so they find themselves navigating to the promised land. And so at this moment, Miriam and, and Aaron, uh, they have seen Moses. They, 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 they are aware of all the things that God has done from there. They're aware of the leadership that uh that God has called Moses into. But instead, they criticize him. This is Numbers 12, easy read version. They criticize him because he married an Ethiopian woman. They criticize men, uh, and they were Jewish, so they criticize him. He married a black woman, dark-skinned, beautiful, right? Another version called it the a Cushite woman, right? So they, they, they said to themselves, Moses is not the only one the Lord has used to speak to people. He also spoken through us. So here they are, they're talking about this man's wife, right? They're saying, you married this old dark-skinned black girl, this Ethiopian girl, right? They're saying, who is Moses? That, who is Edwin? Who is Shun? Who is the pastor of the church? Who is this apostle that they only think that God speaks to them, right? That's what they're saying. He also speaks to us. And, and the, the Bible says that the Lord heard this in verse 3. Moses was very humble. The Bible says that Moses was a very humble man. What did I tell you? What did the Bible tell us precedes honor? Humility. So in other words, Moses was a very honorable man. He was more humble or honorable than any other man on the earth. So suddenly the Lord came and spoke to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And he says, you three come to the meeting tent now. So the Lord got upset. Why? Because they began to talk about the man of God, they begin to criticize, they begin to murmur, they begin to complain. And the thing that's so that you got to understand about that, that's when the Lord 
was still in the holies of holies. That's when the Lord was still behind the veil. And so the Lord got so, he said, look, meet me at the door of the tent because we got to talk about this. Meet me there. Why? Because the Lord is not going to tolerate you putting your mouth criticizing and dishonoring the man and woman of God. He told Miriam, Aaron, meet me at the door of the tent. We got to settle this. Why? Because the Lord defend those who honor him. The Lord, go see, you out here thinking that you got your haters are going to stop you, baby. Your haters can't stop you. Your family can't stop you. Miriam and Aaron were uh, Moses' siblings, but they couldn't stop him. Why? Because the Lord will honor those. He will defend those who honor him. So Moses and Aaron, Aaron and Miriam went to the tent. The Lord came down in the tall cloud and stood at the entrance to the tent. He called out Aaron and he called out Miriam and they went to him and God said, listen to me. You will have prophets. I, the Lord, will let them learn about me through visions. I will speak to them in dreams. But Moses is not like that. In other words, he's saying, look, you got people that I talk to in visions. You got people that I talk through through dreams. But Moses ain't like that. Moses is so honorable to me that Moses is a man that I talk to face to face. Moses is a man that has seen my image. That's what the word says. He says, I trust him with everybody in my house. When you begin to be a man or woman, I mean, a man or a woman of God who honors God, he will put you in positions where he can trust you with other people's lives. See, you can't be promoted to a place that you want to go. You can't be promoted to management. You can't be promoted to CEO. You can't be promoted to the uh, to shift lead. Why? Because God can't trust you to manage his house. Why? Because you dishonorable. And when you're dishonorable, he can't trust you to be responsible for anybody else. That's why it's important as a man in my house to honor God so I can be trusted to lead my family, so that my kids will know what honor looks like, so that my wife, my prayers could be answered because I honor my wife. Verse eight says, when I speak to him, I talk to him face to face with him. I don't use stories with hidden meanings. I show him clearly what I want him to know. And Moses can look at the very image of me. So why were you brave enough to speak against my servant Moses? Why are you brave enough to have a spirit of dishonor? What prideful thing are you thinking about that make you think that you can dishonor and still think that you can receive? And it goes on to say that Miriam got struck with leprosy. Miriam was talking about the uh, Moses' white skin being dark. And here on Miriam, now she's white. The Bible says, white as a baby coming out, his mother's, out of her mother's womb. And, and, and God isn't striking you with leprosy. But how is sin and those prepackaged consequences of dishonor destroying your life, destroying your marriage, destroying your relationships, destroying the, your, your kids, destroying your careers? How is dishonor causing you not to receive? And Miriam and Aaron, and you got to be real careful, right? You got to be real because that was his family. Don't get it twisted. My brother, Sam, is a man of God. And if God called me to his church, he is my brother by blood, but he will be my man of God first. That becomes priority. You can't get it. Don't let, 
family, don't let blood relationships cause you to operate in a spirit of dishonor. They may be your sibling, but baby, they your man of God first. They may be your cousin, but they your man of God first, your woman of God first. They may be somebody you grew up with, but baby, the priority first of honor is, is letting them operate in the capacity in which God has called you to operate in your life. So Miriam had to experience brokenness. Why? Once I, I told you, there's two ways to find a grateful heart. By choosing, to, I mean, a humble heart. By choosing to be grateful, you become humble. That's what the word says. Or by being broken, you, you are forced into humility, right? You're forced into gratefulness. Why? I love what, I love what verse 11 says, right? They talking all this trash about Aaron, I mean, about Moses. But in verse 11, it says, then Aaron said to Moses, please, sir, forgive us. But I like the King James Version. It says, and Aaron said unto Moses, alas, my Lord. Why? He stopped talking about him and then began to cause him Lord. Why? Because the brokenness caused him to become humble. But you don't got to choose brokenness when you can choose to be grateful. They could have just been grateful for the woman that Moses chose. You could just be grateful for the decisions that your man and woman of God make. You can be grateful that they are there to speak into your life instead of murmuring and complaining. You can say amen to that. It's tight, but it's right. That's the word. That's what the word is saying. And dishonor is contagious, right? It kills your reception. Dishonor kills your reception. And 2020 is a year release. However, it will only be a release for those who choose to honor God and man. Hear that. 2021 is a year release for those who choose to operate in the spirit of honor. At FOC, we have a spirit of honor. In my house, we have a spirit of honor. In your house, you need a spirit of honor. You got to understand what honor is. You don't got to like them to honor them. You don't got to uh, like them to honor them. You don't got to uh, be be in their circle to honor them. You don't got to look like them to honor them. You don't even got to, to be... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You don't even got to perceive them to be a man of God to honor them. You don't got to be perceive them to be a woman of God. You don't got to be perceived them. Why? Because I told you your perception isn't the thermostat for the kingdom. You don't got to perceive whatever to honor them. Honor is a choice that you make based off a of position. Right? Honor is a choice you make based off a of position. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. This, and they, they, this is what the Lord was telling me as I was preparing for this. This is not your year to be playing with God. This is not your year to be lukewarm, double-minded, or fickle. This is not your year to carry offense. This is not your year to be unforgiven. Or this is not your year to have hate in your heart. This is not your year to justify your anger. This is not your year to justify your trauma. This is not your year to justify your pain. Some of you feel justified to feel the way you feel. And honestly, from an earthly perspective, you are justified. You are abused. You are lied to. You are mistreated. You are cheated. You are harmed. You experience life-shattering things. And, and in an earthly per perception, you are justified to feel the way you feel. 
But here's the thing, your trauma does not give you the right to dishonor or disobey. Your trauma does not give you the right to dishonor or disobey. God is calling you to forgive. He is calling you to release people. He is calling you to free yourself. However, you cannot receive the release he has if you will not honor him. I know you don't know what it look life looks like without pain. You don't know what life looks like without the hurt. You don't know what life looks like without trauma. You don't know what life looks like without unforgiveness. I know you feel safe in the walls you have built, the thoughts that you've had, the, the things that you've had, uh, all of those thoughts of that trauma. And every time you thought about it, you, you it, it created a brick, that, that brick, was placed on a wall and you begin to house yourself in. And the very thing that God is calling you to, you can't receive it because you will not allow him to be uh, to be Lord in your life because you won't choose to forgive. The spirit of dishonor is causing you to hold on to your trauma and use it for justification to hold on to the pain, to hold on to the unforgiveness, to hold on to the hurt, to hold on to all of those thoughts, all of these walls that you have built. God is wanting to release you from all of that when you choose to honor him. So God, I know I don't know what life looks like without the pain. I know I don't know what life looks like without the injury. I know I don't know what life looks like without the trauma. But God, I trust you tonight to be a God. I trust you and I honor you. I believe that you are a man of your word. And I thank you that right now that I am free from that. God, I thank you that I choose to forgive the person that hurt me. I thank you that I choose to forgive the pain that I brought into my own life. I choose to forgive myself for all the brokenness that I brought into my life. God, I thank you that tonight I honor you and I, re- and I choose to receive what you have to release in my life, which is liberty, which is abundance which is freedom. God, I choose to receive the peace. I choose to lay down the heavy burdens, God, and take on your, 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 your take on the peace and the joy that you have for me. I choose that, Father. Why? Because we have to understand that it's really easy. It's really easy to get offended. It's really easy, easy to, to, to stay in a place and be justified right? Justified trauma, justified pain. But baby, when God calls you to forgive, you got to choose to forgive. When God cho- to calls you to, to move on, you got to move on. When God calls you to let it go, you got to let it go. You got to trust God more than you trust the pain. Why? I know those walls that you have built up. You're, you're, you're married, you're in relationships, and your spouse is not able, able to even to enjoy the fullness of who you are because you've chosen not to allow God to release into your life the freedom that he desires for you because of the trauma that you've experienced in your past life has caused all of these walls and these compartments to be built. And though you let people into certain doors in your life, they can't experience all of you because you've chosen not to honor God by being obedient and releasing that thing. I release the trauma. I release the pain. I release the hurt. God, tonight I receive, I I declare I am free. Tonight, God, I declare that those around me will be able to experience the fullness of who I am in you. I thank you that tonight that my relationship will improve because I choose to allow God, choose to honor God, and I receive the freedom that he has for me. I choose to honor my spouse. I choose to honor my children. I choose to honor my, my supervisors. God, I choose to obey you, Father. And because I I choose that, I choose honor, I receive release. 
You don't got to protect yourself. That's God's job. You don't have to protect yourself. That's God's job. You want to be in a relationship, but you can't even make it to a relationship because you're still holding on to the trauma of your past men. You got to let that go. God is trying to bring new people into your life, but because of those old people you're still holding on to, you won't let them go. And God, you can't introduce you. He can't release the new to you because you're still holding on to the own. Through disobedience and dishonor, you're causing nothing to be released. You're shutting down God's ability to release in your life. All right? Whew. So, God, I choose to release. God, I think that every person on this call tonight, God, I think that every person that's listening, I think that every person that may have unforgiveness in their heart, I think that they they hear your hearkening, God, they hear your voice, God, calls to 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 repent, God, for unforgiveness, calls to repent for 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 being lukewarm, God, calls for to repent for for op operating and justified, thinking that they're justified to feel the way that they feel. God, I thank you that right now, God, that we're being called back to you. We repent for not honoring you, God. We, we repent for not making you Lord. We repent for causing you to be familiar. We repent for causing our man and woman of God to be familiar, God. We thank you that tonight, Father, that we honor you, God, and we honor men. We put everybody in their rightful place, God. We repent for every murmuring word that we say. We, we repent for every every complaint. We repent for every time we disobey. We repent for every time we chose not to do it the way that you wanted us to do it. We repent for not showing up for church on time. We repent for not fasting when we were called to fast. We repent for not praying when we were called to pray. God, tonight we choose to repent. Why? Because we want to be honorable to you, Father. We want you to be able to come into our life and we want to receive the release that you have for us in this time, God. 2020 is a year release because I will honor God and I will receive everything that he has for me in Jesus' name. Amen. And so what we'll see is that if you go and we're wrapping up, and we'll go to Genesis 9. We'll go to Genesis 9. And Genesis 9. Why? Because we can't play with God, man. You can't play with God. This is not the time to be playing with God. This is not to be time to be wondering whether you're safe or not. This is not the time to be to, to, to be mediocre, lukewarm. This is not the time to be flirting with disobedience. It's not the time to be flirting with sin. It is the time to hear God and do what he says, to consider no longer flesh and blood, to hearken unto the word, hear and do exactly what he said do. Last week, I told you, biblical obedience is what? It's four things. It's hearing God. It's trusting. It's believing to be true, his word. It is submitting to God. And then it's that last thing that we got to do is surrender. Cease to resist the things that he has told us to do. So when I'm obeying God, I got to hear him. I got to trust him to trust his word to be true. I got to submit. And then I got to surrender. I got to cease to resist. And when I honor God, I love what he loves and I hate what he hates. So in honor, I find myself operating in biblical obedience. So in Genesis 9, we're wrapping up here. In Genesis 9, uh, you'll find Noah. And, and we don't have time to go through it all or to read it all. So I, I'll summarize it for you a little bit. So you have Noah. Uh, and, and you got to realize, Noah was a man after God's own heart. Noah, man, Noah, Noah was committed to God. Noah, Noah got word. You got to understand, Noah got word from God 
that he was about to, to kill everybody on earth. See, when you honor people, you keep your mouth shut. Now, how, what kind of weight was that for Noah to walk around knowing that everybody he looked at was going to die? Honor keeps your mouth shut. See, see, dishonorable people gossip. I, I remember, I remember one time Pastor Evan told me something, uh, and uh, and I, I didn't tell so. And 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 later he asked me, he's like, "So what did April think?" And I was like, "What do you mean, what April thought?" He's like, "Did you not tell your wife?" I said, "No, I didn't tell my wife." He said, "Raph, you can tell your wife, but because I honor him." Anything that he tells me that shouldn't be told won't be told to anybody. And Moses walked, Noah walked around, got a word from God. And you know how heavy that was, but honor will sustain you. Why? Because the Lord will honor those who honor him. So Noah's walking around and, and God is like, hey, Noah, listen, listen, I need you to build this boat, right? I need you to make this boat 450 feet long. I need you to make it 75 feet wide. I need you to make it 45 however many feet tall. I need you to have 18 inches or 18 between the, the roof and the ceiling. This is what I need you to do because I'm going to destroy everything, Noah. And I need you to take your family and everybody. I need you to put them in a boat, Noah. I, I need you to do that. And because Noah honored God, he found himself obeying the, the Bible says repeatedly, Noah obeyed the command of the Lord. Why? Because when you honor God, you obey God. And so Noah did all this and, and, and the flood, the rain came and it, and, it, and, it, and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and then the water covered the earth for 150 days. So now we're, we're, uh, we're, we're at 190 days. The water is covering the earth, right? Everything on earth died. And they're in this boat. And Noah never questioned God because he honored God. And because he knew he, because he honored God, he knew God would take care of him. He knew God would provide for him because honor brings confidence that provides fuel for your faith. Honor brings confidence. And that's why when you go back to our original text in Matthew, that they they were not, God didn't do many works there because of their what? Their unbelief. Why were they un, having unbelief? Because they did not honor God. But as Noah began to, as Noah honored God, his faith did not fail him. He knew that the same God that told him to build a boat, the same God that called the boat to be buoyant and to float, the same God that brought the rain, the same God that had, that same God will sustain them, right? And you got to understand that there's lines and all these things on this boat. All these things are happening on this boat, but Noah honored God and he knew that God will sustain him. And the and, and and you gotta understand, he on this boat with all these animals. Noah operated his authority. Why? Because when I when I operate in honor, the prop what what was God is able to be released to me. So in his authority, he he spoke to the lion and said, "You will not get out your cage, and you will not kill anybody." He spoke to everything and put it in its place. Why? Because honor gives you the ability to flow in the same power that God flows in. He, he gives you the ability to dominate. It gives you the ability to operate in authority. It gives you the ability to replenish. It gives you the ability to multiply. It gives you the ability to subdue when I honor God. But that's not even the point of the story. Let's talk about what happened when they get off the boat. So they got off the boat. And as when they got off the boat, the first thing that Noah did, he, he 
you got to know that he wanted to see the earth at what it looks like. You got to know that he probably wanted something else to eat. You got to know that all these things were on his mind. But the first thing that Noah did was make, build an altar to the God and worship him. Because when you honor God, the first thing that you want to do at any time is worship him. The thing that brings you greatest honor is to worship your God. The first thing that Noah did was worship him. And so Noah got off the boat and he worshiped him and then he planted some vineyards. And then one night he enjoyed the fruit of his labor. He got drunk. And, and when he got drunk, his youngest son, Ham, went in and saw his daddy naked. And you got to understand in those times, and I know, I know I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you backstory so you'll understand the point that I'm about to make. And so in those times, it, it, it wasn't a thing that to see, it, it, it wasn't something to see your father naked. Right. That's not that wasn't something that was supposed to uh, be of the culture. It wasn't like our kids to just barge into our bathrooms whenever they want because they feel like they got a right to come in there. They own everything. Right. That wasn't the culture. That wasn't the norm. Then it was it was a shame to to see your father naked. And so Ham went in and saw his father naked and told us. And the thing that he did, he told his brothers Shem and Japheth. And, and the thing is this. No matter who you are, no matter how great you are, there is flesh among all of us, right? I've been rocking with Pastor Evan and Pastor Sean 20 years. You may have been walking with your man and woman of God longer than that. But no matter who they are, there's still flesh among them. And so the question is, are you going to be like him when you see flesh in your man and woman of God? Are you going to be like him and you're going to go around exposing all that? Now, there's the Bible tells now nah, I'm talking about not all sin, but I'm saying, saying, look, there's a way that we deal with sin. But I'm saying, look, how, how do you operate? Oh, I can't I can't believe Pastor Evan got an attitude. I can't believe Pastor Sean said that. I can't believe the pastor did that. I can't believe the apostle did that. I can't believe that. Why? Because that was him. He said, look, that, I saw daddy naked. But look what the brothers did. This is what I see. Dishonor uncovers. Honor covers. And I'm not talking about covering sin. I'm talking about covering for them. Co I'm not talking about covering up sin. I'm talking about covering them. Shem and Japheth, in verse 23, says Shem and Japheth took a robe, put it across their shoulders and walked backwards into the tent. They covered their father without looking at him. Why? Because that was a thing that you didn't supposed to lay eyes on your on their father. When I see something that's fleshy in my brother, if I see something that's fleshly in my man and woman of God, or if I see something that dis, that doesn't, uh, uh, that's not an attribute of, of God, that's not from the character of God, that does not, doesn't line up with God's way of thinking and God's way of doing things, it is not my time to go out and to, 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 to talk about them to other people in the church. It's not my time to go out and to, to discuss what's happening in their life, right? Because half of y'all, you show your flesh at Walmart when you cuss out the teller. You show your flesh when you drive them, you flip them off, right? But somehow you have esteemed the pastors, you have esteemed the fivefold ministry in the sense that they're not human, and you dishonor them by causing, not covering them. So, so what I do is this. If I see my man or woman of God, if I see my brother in Christ, if I see somebody that doesn't look or contribute or showing the attributes and the character of God, I cover them in prayer. I pray for them. I fast for them. I, I check on them. I talk to them. I do what's needed to see that they are doing what's right. 
But what 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 uh Ham did was exposed it. And so so many of you gossipers, you out here, the first thing you do, you can't get on the phone to talk about somebody, you can't get on the phone to fast enough to critique. You can't, I mean, that critical spirit, that's just dishonor. That's dishonor. Call it for what it is. And what happens is it prevents the release. And you'll find out your dishonor not only impacts you, but your dishonor impacts generations to come. If you read that later on, you'll find out that, that Noah, after he woke up, he realized what Ham had done. And, and Noah said, look, your son, Canaan, will be cursed. So because of Ham's failure to honor, because of Ham's spirit of dishonor, his generation to come after him came into a spirit of dishonor. What you are doing right now isn't just impacting you. What you're doing right now is impacting every generation that's coming after you. Some of us operate in the spirit of dishonor because our parents never honored nobody. I remember growing up in church and hearing people, adults, talk about the pastor, hearing deacons talk about the pastor, seeing things that I, I know wasn't right. And because of that, some of us inherited spirits of dishonor based off the generations before us. But the way that you stop that is you choose to honor God. The same way dishonor is perpetuated from generation to generation, honor can be perpetuated from generation to generation because we choose to operate in it. Go ahead and say this. I choose to operate in honor. I choose to have a spirit of honor because I choose I choose to have a spirit of honor. 2021 is my year of release because I choose to operate in honor. I choose to cover my man and woman of God. I choose to cover my, my, my brothers in Christ. I choose to operate in honor because when I operate in honor, I give the person the ability to release in my life. I give my man and woman of God the ability to release in my life. I give the righteous brother or the righteous woman who got a word for my life the ability to, re to release into my life. I, 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 listen to this, to this. Your wife can't even give you everything you need when you don't honor her. You pissed off, oh, I, I'm sorry. You, you angry with your, your, your spouse because you feel like you're not getting what you need, but they're not able to release the fullness of who they are because of your inability to honor them for who they are in your life. So you mad, but because you dishonor, you shut off. Because you dishonor, you don't have. And honestly, your kids don't listen because you don't listen. You dishonorable. So you got a whole, you got a house full of dishonorable kids. But when you choose to honor your spouse, when you choose to honor God, and when you choose to honor your kids, then you can expect the same thing in return. You want people to honor you, but you ain't sowing no honor. You want people to love you, but you ain't sowing no love. You want people, you want to receive financial harvest and breakthrough, but you ain't sowing no seeds. And so that's what we got to understand. And that's the word for tonight, guys. We must understand that the mighty works of God will be released in our life 
because we choose to operate in a spirit of honor. And so 2020, 2021 will be the year release for those who choose to have a spirit of honor, for those who choose to obey God, for those who choose to cover their brother, for those who choose to cast down pride and pick up gratefulness so that they can have a humble heart because we understand that humility precedes honor and honor gives way to the release that God has for our life. Amen. So I pray that this word blessed you. All right. I know it wasn't a word to excite you. I know it wasn't that, but I'm telling you, the word is 2021 is a year release, but I am telling you that to participate in that release, you're going to have to pick up honor. And, and, and for me, like I said, I gave the example of something simple as tonight, not rushing God, not taking my time and doing what God has called me to do. I had to this year. I had to honor God in my identity. I had to honor God by being obedient to start refresh Bible study. I had to honor God and sow the seeds that he told me to sow. I had to honor God by being the man, the, the spouse that God has called me to be to my uh, to my wife. See, you got to ask God, God, what are the areas in my life that I show you dishonor? What are the areas in my life that I dishonor other people? And see, some of y'all dishonor because you're not on time. Being, not being on time is dishonorable. Some of you dishonor other people's time because you ask them for advice and then you don't take the advice. That is dishonorable. And that's why your life ain't changed because you keep dishonoring people. That the words that they release, every word that Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean releases over the house is for everybody for the house. They want everybody to make six digits. They want everybody to live a good life, but only those who choose to honor them will be the ones that the word released to. You do be the only one because honor, honor opens up reception, right? So honor gives way to reception. So you got to trust God enough to honor him. Show me the errors I practice dishonor and change. That's right. Show God, I thank you that you show every person the areas that we dishonor you and that we choose to change. We choose to be grateful so that we don't have to be broken. We choose to be grateful so that we don't have to be broken, so that we don't have to, to experience the prepackaged consequences of sin. It ain't God bringing you through. It ain't God making you. God is a good God. God is a giver and not a taker. But the prepackaged consequences of sin that you experience by exhibiting dishonor are the things that you are experiencing in life. And that is what's going to cause you to experience brokenness. But when you become humble, baby, you become honorable. And when you become honorable, God says, I will honor those who honor me. So um, let me get off here. But anyway, let me uh, get back to tomorrow night. Don't forget tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 1130 p.m. Central Standard Time, New Year's Eve celebration, virtual watch party, December the 31st. All right. Facebook.com, FOC, NWA. So make sure you're there. Also, guys, I remind you, go check your giving. Uh, Go check your push pay, your giveify, your tithing, all of that. See if you met your giving go, right? Me and April was looking the other day. Uh, we're really excited. This we, 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 we this year we'll break a threshold we have never broken before in our giving. But you gotta you gotta track that. Uh, you gotta track that. So I encourage you go back and look at 
what you've given. You still got time to give. You still got time to sow. I mean, and this year, all right, give to the scholarship fund. Give to your, and, and this is what I will tell you. Uh, and we didn't get time to talk about it all, all tonight. Uh, but First Timothy 5 and 17 says this, let the elder elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And I'm not going to get into it a lot tonight, but really what it's saying, those who teach the word to you, Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean, whoever, wherever you go to church at, wherever, whoever you call to and you partner with, let those who, who, who teach the word to you receive double honor. In other words, in one version it says, don't, I, I, gosh, I should have written it down. Uh, it, it pretty much says, don't muzzle, uh, don't muzzle, it wasn't donkey to use, but don't muzzle the donkey, right? Uh, in other words, don't put, don't put a hold on the mouth that's giving you the word. How do I honor my man and woman of God? I sow into their life. So, so, and I'll just tell you what I do every month. And I ain't telling you this is what the Lord telling you to do, but I am talking about honor. I'm talking specifically, I am talking to the people who attend Fellowship of Champions Church International, right? I'm telling you, there's an honor in ensuring that you're our men and our woman of God, Pastor Evan and Pastor Sean, are able to, to live a life that gives them ability to teach the word of God uh, without concern and worry financially. There, 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 there's honor in ensuring that they have what they need. And, and because of that, it is our job to ensure that as partners in this ministry. They may not ever say it that way, but I'll tell you that the, that's our job. That's what the word tells us to do. Let the elders that rule well be counted. And because I'm not gonna rush, I'm gonna go ahead and read this other version. And if y'all need to get off, you can. But I want to read this to you, especially for our house. Uh, first Timothy, because I need to read the version of 5.17. It says, in the NIV version, it says, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor especially those who work is preaching and teaching. All right. Uh, let me go Bible Gateway. Bye. 17. It said in verse 18, that's what I was saying. It says, for scripture says, do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain and the worker deserves his wages. And the worker deserves his, do not muzzle an ox while it, it is treading out the grain and the worker deserves his wages. So as, 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 as partners in the ministry, as, as members of the church that you attend, you should make it your priority in honoring God that you honor your man and woman of God that they're placed into the house, right? It is my job to ensure that they have. So that's why I give. That's why I give my tithe. That's why I give my offering. That's why I sow a monthly seed into their life. Why? Because when I honor them and I honor the prophet and I receive the prophet as a prophet, I am able to have released unto me a prophet's reward. That's what the Bible says. But so many times you can find yourself sowing into so many th things. You sow into the food you eat. You sow into the cars you drive. You sow 
into entertainment, but you don't got enough money to sow into your man and woman of God. You don't got enough money to sow into the scholarship fund. You don't got enough money to, to commit to your tithes, which don't belong to you anyway. You don't got enough money to give offering. Why? Because you don't take God serious. It is dishonorable to steal the tithe. It is dishonorable to go to church every Sunday, receive a word that changes your life and still not so into the man and woman of God. It is dishonorable and you don't receive the full release. What did the Bible say in the beginning? You That he wasn't able to do many miracles. It didn't say he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do uh, everything. In the other version, it says uh, he was able to do, where's my page two? I gotta go. In First Samuel 2 and 30, it says, I promise that I will honor those who honor me and those who despise me or dishonor me will be, will be lightly esteemed. You don't want to be lightly esteemed. Honor God with your money. Honor God with your time. Honor God with your resources. Some of you are so talented, but you don't give the ministry none of your resources. You don't try to find a solution to any problem. All you do is talk about how things need to be better, but you don't become the solution. That is dishonorable. You go to work complaining about the company. You go to work complaining about your boss. You go to work complaining about your coworkers. That is dishonorable. You are the solution. Don't being a parasite is dishonorable to the kingdom of God. So you got to be somebody who gives. You got to be somebody who is always willing to, to find solutions. Because when I honor God, I understand that inside of me dwells the spirit of the living God. Inside of me dwells the same power to raise Jesus up from the dead. Inside of me dwells the same spirit that was hovering upon the earth when it was born and without form. And inside of me is the same power that when I use my words to command command my day. When I use my words to command the earth, that same spirit that when God said, let there be light, it created light. That same spirit, when God said, let there be uh, land, the land appeared. That same spirit that when God said, let there be trees, that same spirit dwells inside of me. So when I choose to use my words to, to, to create things, then I bring solutions into this earth and I honor God. And the Bible says, it is that faith that pleases God. And how do I please God? Because I honor him. It is, it is pleasing to God to honor him. Y'all be blessed, man. I love, I love y'all. And, and it, this word is, is important to me because, because I've seen over 20 years, I've seen my life is only as good as it is because I've chosen to honor the people that he has placed in my life. My family has talked about me. My friends have talked about me. Uh, people close to me have talked about me because I've moved when a ministry moved. I have committed my life to honor. But here's the thing that I could see in my life. I have way more month than I have money. I live a great life of peace. God has brought through so many times that I can't even explain why. Because I've chosen to honor God. There have been a release that I've always been able to tap into because I chose to honor God. It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what your family think. It doesn't matter what your cousins, your mama, your, your grandma, your, your whoever it is. When you choose to commit 
to the house of God, when you choose to commit to the kingdom of God, and when you choose honor, there will always be a release into your life that brings you through. There will always be a release. So y'all be y'all be good. Join us tomorrow night at 1130, right back here on FOC NWA via Facebook for the uh, for the New Year's Eve celebration. If you haven't got your t-shirt, the year release t-shirt, the uh, you can go to shunstrickland.com backslash shop and purchase that. You guys be blessed. I love you. I love you. And choose to operate in the spirit of honor because the FOC it is a house of honor. In my house, it is a house of honor. And I declare in your house, it is a house of honor. So to choose to be grateful so that you may be humble and honor, the spirit of honor will show up in your life. Love you guys greatly. Be blessed.